Welcome to the Biker's Lifestyle. I am Brian Dirty DeBall. And I'm Chris Tank Moore. And tonight, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about fucking chicks, man. Like actually physically fucking them? We're both married. I don't think our wives would probably be, well, mine doesn't let me date. Does yours? No. No. Oh, all right, then I guess we're, it's, we're using it. Okay, never mind. We'll talk about fucking chicks. Chicks, man. Okay. <laughs> And we're not talking about the women that ride motorcycles. Um, God bless you, ladies. That you're right. Riding. That's a that's a whole different sector of female that we're that we're talking about. The, the women that ride are, are they ride and they should be respected and they're getting after it and they're doing their thing. But we're talking about the pillion babes. We're talking about the young ladies who like to ride on the back. The ones that may have never powered a motorcycle by themselves or operated one or, or any that they're there well they're, and they're they're the ones that have coined harley is the uh, the milwaukee vibrator yeah you know they're they're, <laughs> they're in the scene they're in the lifestyle just as much as we are and uh i almost think they're they're they play a bigger role than you think in my opinion yeah i think they do you know it's You'll be hard-pressed to go to any rally and not see half-naked women. You'll be hard-pressed to go on any biker website or page or anything to do, magazine, anything to do with the biker lifestyle and not see a half-naked woman. I would think I'm at the wrong place if I didn't see a half-naked woman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and, and it's 2019. And there's a lot of people that are talking about gender, and they're talking about equal rights and two genders, man, two. Yeah, as far as I remember from yeah. science class, there's only two. But yeah. you know, nowadays there's like forty. I don't, I don't even fuck. I don't, even, I can't keep up. I don't care. <laughs> but my point is, is that in the biker's lifestyle, you know, going out chasing trim if you will you know scoring chicks however you want to you know hooking up however you want to define it that's a huge part of it bag and a split tail there's a huge part of it man and if we're all being honest with ourselves men guys a portion not all but a portion of the reason why you got into motorcycles to begin with was the fact that the trend, loose, loose women are attracted to gentlemen that ride motorcycles. That's right. And that's exciting, you know, especially considering the fact that a lot of us get into motorcyclism at a young age, 14, 15, 16, whatever. And when you're young, dumb, full of cum, the only thing you're thinking about is how am I going to get with the next chick or how am I going to get laid this weekend or whatever the fuck it is there's always there's always uh, an element of fun when it comes to riding motorcycles because motorcycles inherently are fun you know when you ride them dangerous as fuck but (laughs) it's fun to be dangerous damn right it is danger is fun you know when you can think back at something and laugh because you almost died that's fun and the thing of it is, is that women are a huge part of that. Because 
you know, if, if all you're doing is hanging around with dudes, you need to really reconsider what the fuck you're doing with your life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because there's, you know, there's a, a dichotomy of riding motorcycles and partying. You know, you want to hang out with your brothers. You want that guy time, you know, hanging out with your boys. But at the same time, ladies have soft skin and they have squishy parts that are fun to play with. That's right. You know, that is a very much... That is very much a, a thing, you know. I don't know how many... Okay. So our motorcycle club does charity events. And we, uh, we, like to, we like to help out the community as much as possible. So in order to do that, we throw parties and rides. We get creative, yeah. We get creative. And our biggest event or party or the thing that we do that raises the most money for needed people needy people is a ride that we call the strip poker run and it is exactly almost what you think no we're not playing strip poker it people just aren't showing up and getting buck naked what it is is it's like a poker run and for those that don't know what a poker run is, a poker run, basically you, you go to a place, you register, you have, say, five stops, you're usually a bar, and you collect cards, quote-unquote. Usually it's a sheet of paper, and you just mark which bar you've been to. If yeah, you've been to five saying. bars, you get five cards. You're playing five-card poker, blah, blah, blah. That's how it works. We do the same thing, only we stop at strip clubs or gentlemen's clubs instead of just regular bars so we go to these gentlemen's clubs and we uh, patronize and at the end of the day we show up at a, a meeting point usually you know the clubhouse or maybe another bar even and we draw cards and that's how we raise money and blah 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 anyways we have raffles and it is hands down our most popular ride. Oh yeah. Most we will have we will have just enormous amount of people show up for that. Oh, they come in from hundreds of miles away from. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's it's almost like become a destination. Yeah. Some of you may have even heard of it, and it's a strip poker run, and it's our biggest ride. And when people ask, "Well, why is it your biggest ride?" I'm like, "Well, you know, who would have thought that if you." Uh, told a bunch of bikers hey we're going to raise money for charity oh by the way we're going to multiple strip clubs that they wouldn't be excited about it who would have thought that they're super excited anyways my point is sex sells and we're buying <laughs> you know it's and I, and I tell you what i love about it is a lot of the club old ladies are just as enthusiastic about it as we are Oh, the chicks have way more fun. They do. Way more fun because we're always sitting in the back of my line, or in the back of our minds, like, oh, shit, is she looking? Is she? Is, does she know where I'm at right now? You know, she know what I'm doing? Plus, they can touch them places we can't get away with. And the strippers are, like, like every stripper's bisexual, it seems. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Well, there was that one dude the one time, the tuck job, but we don't want to go into that. That's another story. Uh, fucking, the goddamn, I don't know what millennials are fucking doing, but Jesus Christ, you need to stop. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Yeah. But... Anyways, yeah. my point is, is uh, they almost they deserve recognition, you know, because a lot of what makes this lifestyle fun is the support of a young lady who 
also wants to experience this lifestyle, but she does so from the two-seat-up area. Or the two-up-seat area. I guess that's how you would say it. The pillion. Mm. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, it, it's part of it. And the reason I bring it up is because if you look at the conversations that are being had in the, I don't know, normal public sector, everything is 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 gender neutral or hardcore feminism. And it's like, I feel like this lifestyle could be under attack in the very near future. You know, and I worry about that because it's it's a huge part of it is just having fun and being free. And as taboo as sex is, it's a huge part of this lifestyle. Even if you're married, you know, you fuck your old lady like it was fucking the first time you met. <laughs> it's that it's that sense of just pure joy and pleasure, and that's what freedom brings. You know, because if you're not doing what you want to do, then you're not free. So, the fact that, and it's so hard to talk about this type of thing because gender is such a hot button issue. You know, like if I were to say, well, men and women are meant to be together, and you know, blah blah blah, you know, men and women. There's a sector of this country, a sector of this world that would get offended that I said that. Yeah. And to me, that seems like biology. Yeah. And when I look at the biology of bikers, it's it's there, you know. Old lady or whatever is a solid staple of, of this culture. And I, for one, think it's super important. Yeah. I, uh, I very much believe in supporting the arts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's I not, support it, single mothers. It's, it's not it's not ballet dancing, <laughs> but she's a dancer. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing for money. And I'm I you know I like watching I like watching them on the pole. Yeah. No. I, I'm amazed at their athleticism sometimes. Yeah. I mean, both of us are married. Both of us are faithful guys and whatever. But neither of our wives our wives will let us date. So. No. No, they're really and I strict do, on that. I wouldn't do that to her anyway. No, I can only handle one at a time. To be honest with you, you know, I don't think I have two chicks fucking talking to me, and nagging, and telling me their fucking feelings. That sucks. Well, I mean, <laughs> what's, what's the old thing they say when you die in the Muslim culture? Here, I'm gonna, we're talking about gender. Might as well get taboo, right? They're talking about the Muslims. They die, and then you. you oh, get, I get like seventeen or 70, whatever. Seventy-two virgins. Seventy-two. Holy shit! I wouldn't want one virgin. Guy, can you imagine training seventy-two checks? Seventy-two of them. Fuck. There's, there's not enough time. Yeah, not enough time in the fucking. You're gonna get bored after a while. Oh boy. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Just, anyways, getting back. <laughs> anyways. One might call uh, the biker relationship between biker men and their old ladies misogynistic, and it probably is. It does harken back to a day when uh, men are men, women are women. It was men's club and. You know, let's face it, a lot of motorcycle clubs um, are male only. That's just how it is. We're private clubs, and you know what? We can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. And I, with all that being said, yep, 100% believe that women in their own way have a, a certain role in the world. Absolutely. That's 
fucking dumb to think any other way, but at the same time, it's important that we're all being free and doing what the fuck we want to be doing without the shackles of what society says is acceptable. And what I mean by that is if if a young lady wants to objectify herself by putting on a, you know, well, I guess it's, you know what, I just kind of had an epiphany that most white, or the most uh, wet t-shirt contests are done with wife beaters on. Yeah. That's fucking weird. I just thought of that. That's, well, anyways, a wet t-shirt contest is important because it reminds us of a simpler time, maybe. A time when it was just about partying. Riding your motorcycle to the next party. And typically that party was three states away with guys you barely know. But you knew one thing. You were going to fucking party. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that also brings me up... Or that also brings me to my next point that I want to make. Is... I think the biker lifestyle... 100% 100% when you think of bike life, biker lifestyle. 100% of it is to rebel. To tell the man, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want to do. You tell me not to ride this motorcycle, it's too dangerous? Fuck it, I'm going to ride it anyways. You're going to tell me to act like a decent human being and not try to have relations with every chick that I meet? Fuck you, I'm going to do it anyways. Hey. Don't smoke this, I'm going to smoke it. Yeah. Don't snort this, I'm going to fucking snort it. Don't drink it, drinking it. Yeah, wear a helmet. Well, I'm going to find ten ways to Sunday not to wear that helmet when I'm riding. Yeah, fuck you. Don't make a law saying I have to make, I have to protect myself. That's well, fucking dumb. And that's the whole thing, too, is a part about being a rebel is, let's say somebody says, all right, you got to wear a helmet. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say no, I don't I don't have to. I'm, I'm going to fight against that. But let's say that same law came around and said, you can't wear a helmet while you're riding a motorcycle. You know what? My rebel ass is going to argue... Well, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. What do you mean? I choose to wear a helmet. You mean I can't wear a helmet just because somebody's telling me what to do? I know that there might be people in this or out there in the listening world that are uh, not from America, but we are from America, so our freedom and individual choice is very important to us, and it should always be the writer's choice you know I mean I get it that there are families out there that have lost people to the fact that that person got into a motorcycle accident and if they would have had a helmet on their life would have been saved and I don't think anybody that isn't seriously depressed wants to die I don't think that person exists no but at the s- truly, truly, no, I agree. But at the same time, if you're riding, it should be a very freeing experience. It should be because you want to ride, and you should be able to ride the way you want to ride, as long as you're not endangering everybody else. But if you want to ride bare-chested, ass in the wind, no helmet then you should be able to be able to do that. Hmm. You know, 
And uh, well, let's. Look. Can I briefly touch on something, or will you not finish? Please go right ahead. I just want to talk about real quick, briefly touch on standards from the DOT for helmets. Mm. All right, and the people just got to remember this: that helmet that you're buying out there, when it says that it has been uh, uh, approved by the Department of Transportation, and you're buying, let's say it's uh, it's forty, fifty dollars, you're buying it off the internet. Um, you're at a, a store, you know, that sells helmets. You're talking about the helmets with the sticker that says DOT approved. DOT approved. That's yep. right. And uh, people are like, "Oh, this is great! It's DOT approved, and I'm only paying forty bucks." Well, guess what? You are getting a forty. <coughs> you're getting a forty dollar helmet. Yeah. You're getting a forty dollar helmet, and so the DOT is going to approve that, but your melon's going to crush just the same. Uh, you buy a three hundred dollar helmet, you're going to get three hundred dollars worth of safety out of that helmet. Well, you know, I've I've bought my fair share of cheap helmets, and it, it's if you actually go on YouTube, there is actually uh, videos out there that dissect helmets, literally cut them apart. They mm-hmm. do tests. They have like you know the bowling ball egg thing and blah blah blah. Yeah, put against the belt sander. Right. It's. There is a reason why you pay more for a helmet than, like, a cheaper helmet. Like, like there's there's a huge difference between, say, a thousand, five hundred, whatever dollar helmet versus an Amazon or whatever forty dollar helmet, twenty dollar Chinese helmet. I mean, it, it's literally a difference between wearing a baby bonnet and having a house around your head. I mean, it's 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 scary how ineffective some of them cheap helmets are. Oh, yeah, and if you if you read, like, the the instructions that come with them, believe it or not, you think it'd be just the easiest, stick it on your head. But it'll even say, if this helmet, like, falls off a table yeah, four yeah. feet high onto the ground, you got to buy a new one because the helmet has now been compromised. Well, it's because they're at such a, such a tight tolerance because everything has a minimum, and they're like, well, we're going to make it to the minimum because yeah. that's the cheapest. That's right. So as soon as that structure gets fractured in any sort of way, a scratch or whatever, it's now out of spec, and you can't technically call it legal. Right. So, but anyways, my point in this whole thing is that I think to rebel as a biker... It's human nature to rebel. Right. Oh, yeah, human nature is, is to resist. That's absolutely 100%. That's why there's never been a time of peace worldwide ever. Man is a warlike animal. Exactly. Anyways, my point is is that fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Reboot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. But yeah, I mean bikers rebel because we want to be free. So any rules that say we can't, we do. But with that being said, we do have a an unwritten code to one another. Rules, if you will. Never leave a never leave a guy on the side of the road. Never leave a guy behind. I mean, yeah. Every biker who's worth his salt knows these rules. They know, hey man, you can't you can't let that guy fucking ride if he's that fucking wasted and can't yeah. stand it up. Yeah. If he's got a flat tire, then you're going to hang out until he gets it taken care of. Yep. If you don't even know the man or woman on the side of the road with a busted scoot, you're going to stop 
sure in today's day and age with roadside assistance and cell phones sure chances are they've already got it taken care of but you still got to check because you never know what if he doesn't have cell phone service you don't want to leave a guy out there naked man yeah i mean if we don't care about each other then who will well, and you know, and here's here's we've digressed from that in the biker culture too. Um, you see the the meme will come up. You know, I hate fucking memes, but the the meme is, and it shows you know like the national the national well international biker distress sign, and that a lot of guys that ride don't realize this. If you ride by a bike and that the rear of that biker's uh, rear of the bike tire, and you see his helmet on the ground, he needs assistance. That's what that means. Yeah. It's just not a convenient yeah. place to lay that. And I'm amazed at how many bikers don't know that. Well, it's... it's. I'm also almost 60 years old, so I guess I'm hearkening from a different time. Well, no, I mean, no, I hear what you're saying, but that's... Yeah, I'm trying to think of a delicate way to put this. Ah, fuck delicacy. This is worth a couple of greasy bikers from Janesville. Any asshole <laughs> who... Dogs a generation younger than him is a fool. Okay, if let's uh, let's say millennials, right? They're the they're the go-to scapegoat for the world's problems sometimes, yeah, right? It was Generation X before that. Yep. So okay, fine, millennials. Let's say you're the kind of kind of guy that that harps on fucking millennials oh they don't know they don't they don't fucking know the culture they don't they're fucking ruining it with all their bullshit all right same shit was said about my generation exactly <laughs> you know before the millennials it was uh new agers and before them was the fucking hippies or the disco kids or whatever hot rodders greasers i mean there's there's always scapegoats for the world's problems anyways my point is if the millennials don't know it's because the generation before then, before them didn't teach them. Yeah. Ultimately, it's always going to be their fault. If you want a millennial to know something, fucking tell him. If he's acting out of pocket, then fucking correct it. Don't just sit on the sidelines and bitch. Or attack somebody and not give them a reason why. And your reason better be better than, Oh, because you're fucking, you're stupid and you don't fucking know. Well, then fucking tell him. Yeah, we get a lot of that on the Biker's Life Facebook page. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They'll they'll see a young guy fucking popping a wheelie on his dyna or fucking make, making a video with their speedometer going way past the post speed limit. And they'll, oh, you stupid fucker, you don't even know. That's not what being a biker is on the boat. Yeah. Really? You're doing a burnout. I wouldn't be doing that to my bike. Oh, it all over the my place. God. Burnouts are a new thing. That's never happened before. Oh, no, no, never. Look, everybody has the right to be young and dumb in this lifestyle. Yeah. Everybody has the right to say or do something that's going to piss off the older generation because, let's be honest, bikers piss off people just from for, time to just time. Just for fun sometimes. Loud pipes save lives. They also piss off my neighbors. Yeah, yeah. You know, fuck them. But my whole point is bikers rebel against conformity. The whole lifestyle's been built on that. Yeah. I mean, why do you think they put uh, swastikas and stuff on their cuts and stuff 40, 50 years ago? Because it shook up the norm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, that's another topic for another cast. But, yeah, absolutely. Why did they start wearing offensive symbols 
to offend you. Yeah. You know? Because fuck you if you can't take a joke. Hmm. You know? I mean, it's strange that in this day and age, everybody's offended. And everybody's thrown off by things that were considered normal but 10 years ago. Yeah. Like it's some sort of a constitutional right not to be offended. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's... <laughs> but being a biker, that's that's what we do. I tell you what, though, Brian, um, I'd be lying to you if sometimes I don't intentionally go out in public, like to the supermarket or something, wearing my cut if I want to be left alone. Because they, the people leave me alone now. It's... You know what I mean? I, I It's just... Well, yeah, no, I mean... They, they get out of the way. They, they you know, they... I don't know. It's just a lot easier that way. Oh, boy, here we go. God damn it, now the party's over. The neighborhood just went down the shit. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, Double D? Good. Good. <laughs> Fuck it, let's wrap this up. I think we probably should anyway, but... Just getting back to the equipment thing, it always cracks me up when I talk to the guys about helmets. And you got to wear a helmet, you got to wear a helmet. And then I see him going down the road with flip-flops, shorts, T-shirt, and then a helmet on. And meanwhile, you know, I'm in, you know, boots and leathers and a coat, but no helmet on. So, I mean, who's safer? I don't know. I Excuse don't know. Me, I bet, you know, that's, that's their right. I don't always know the... Oh, well, let me rephrase. I don't... I don't always wear the same safety equipment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't always wear boots. I don't always wear a jacket or anything. But I will say this. It's something that I live with. It's something that I want the younger generation to really fucking put some stock into. The stupid will be punished. Hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter what you do. Chances are you're going to have to fucking pay for your stupidity. <laughs> every, yeah, in every way. Oh. You will pay for your stupidity. Yeah. If you don't wear the right gear, pff, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah. If you crash. It's a numbers game, that's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, you know, about stupidity. Um, you know, stupid is as stupid does. I guess Forrest Gump had something going on there. Yeah, I mean... You know, I act unsafe. I do unsafe things, but I'm fully aware that I will pay the consequences if shit goes wrong. No. And I'm good with it. I'm making the same unsafe decisions for myself that I was doing at 24. Yeah. Now at the age of 57, from my handicap ass standpoint, oh, fuck no. <laughs> no, because I've been to hospitals and I don't like them. Yeah. And I could probably break a hip or something because I'm a senior citizen, so... Well, at, least, at least that's what the AARP card says. No. I don't have an AARP card, god damn it. I'm rebelling. Well, with any luck, you'll get one. No, no, no. They've been trying for about seven years now, and I refuse to get one. No. I haven't convinced myself that I've grown up yet, let alone anybody else need to be convinced. Well, as Toys R Us said, we don't want to be ki- or we don't want to be grown-ups. We just want to be kids. But <sighs> anyways. 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 Like you said, we're going to wrap this up. We've got an exciting... Yeah. Uh, 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 Real cool guests coming in for our next cast. Yeah, yeah, and, that should be a trip. Uh, it should be a trip. He's a trip. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And so to wrap everything up, so we've got uh, Brian. Oh yeah, yeah, Brian, D- dirty the ball. Yeah, signing off. Chris Tank Boer signing off. And just remember, 
The most dangerous part on your motorcycle is the nut that connects the handlebars to the seat. Thanks a lot, folks. Yep.